Electronic Specifier. Hello and welcome to the latest podcast from Electronic Specifier Insights. Today we'll be talking to Dr Sven Bull, who is Head of Government Affairs for NXP Germany. He is also the Chairman of the Global Government Affairs Board of NXP Semiconductors. Sven will be discussing the recent announcement that NXP Semiconductors have publicly launched its AI Ethics Initiative, which underlines the company's commitment to the ethical development of AI components and systems. We will also be discussing the findings of NXP's new white paper entitled The Morals of Algorithms, where the company details its comprehensive framework for AI principles. So Sven, welcome and to kick us off, perhaps you could provide a bit of background behind NXP's experience uh, in AI and machine learning. We have a long history in security products uh, and in secure communication, for example, uh, still here at the site in Hamburg. We develop, test and uh, partly manufacture the uh, chips for the e-passports of more than 100 countries. Uh, And of course, um, we have a long track record in in smart cards for secure applications. So that's where we come from. And uh, moving more and more over the past uh, decade into automotive, and uh, of course also expanding our business in banking, uh, more secure and, and trusted applications came into the portfolio. So trust is a matter of concern to many of our clients and now with the uh, increasing number of applications, uh, particularly on edge devices that, that contain AI or machine learning elements, this matter of trust has also arrived at our customers. And we have been approached um, by OEMs and other customers on trust of artificial intelligence, but more recently so, or also with concrete questions on how to make sure that these systems uh, that we provide the hardware for actually uh, follow our moral code and are compliant with the values that we have or that our customers have. So the initiative was triggered by by our CEO directly, who is um, himself a very keen follower of of these matters of of trust and ethical principles in in doing business in that particular field we're active in. Uh, So he has asked uh, or he has founded a task force to look into that, how we were uh, connected to this and how we could contribute uh, as a a semiconductor company uh, into developing a framework that is actually something that we would uh, commit to and that we would also ask our customers to commit to. And that is how the whole idea started. I see. Sure, sure. So is the demand for for ethical AI really being driven at the customer end of things? Um, There are two aspects of it. Uh, Yes, of course, uh, in particular in automotive uh, applications, we see a number of reputation critical issues going through the media where uh, AI that failed to comply with ethical values is not only harming uh, the reputation of businesses, but also, of course, harming the interests of, of users and customers. And no business actually wants that. So it is a concern of the businesses, yes, but your question is in so far uh, right because uh, we also see um, an increasing interest by regulators and policymakers into that matter. For example, uh, the GDPR regulation in Europe, when it uh, comes to healthcare or medical applications, actually 
integrated some requirements for ethical behavior when AI systems are deployed. So uh, there is also a policy and, and a, a regulation component to it. I see. Okay. Okay. And um, reading the white paper, it mentions instances where AI has gone has gone wrong. Are we likely to see increased instances of that as the proliferation of AI increases? Well, I think the more you deploy AI systems and the more the the awareness, the public awareness increases uh, over questions uh, of ethical behavior of AI, the more reports we will see come to light. I don't know whether that reflects an actual reality of increasing cases or whether it just uh, reflects the increased awareness but it's true, we definitely see an increase in reportings of, of such cases, yes. Indeed, okay. And the, the release itself mentions that the NXP have sort of identified five AI principles. Could you perhaps tell us a little bit more about those? Yes, sure. So, I mean, it's a very complex matter, but a few of those principles, uh, I think, not, need no further explanation, like the principle of uh, non-maleficence. Whenever we introduce technology, we want it to serve its users and not to dominate them or control them. So that is actually what this what this principle means. There is a mentioning of, of algorithmic bias uh, in this principle, and that indeed is a very complicated uh, challenge since, for let me give you an example. If you deploy a facial recognition system and this facial recognition uh, system or model is trained with training data that you buy off the shelf and that reflects a various extent of, of the population, but not all of it, you will have bias for those minorities not represented in the training data. For example, uh, Caucasian faces or, or Asian uh, facial schemes are very, very well represented in the training data that is available, but if you look into South America, around the poles, or some African minorities, you will not see those facial types represented uh, in the training data. And that will, of course, lead to a bias when an AI system that is trained with this data is being deployed. And our response to that is we should not sit back and say, well, it's, it cannot be changed, but, but there are actually two uh, approaches to, to solve the matter. One way is to uh, extend uh, the training data, which probably in the field will not always be possible. But the second is you could integrate an element of uncertainty, and once that, that threshold is triggered uh, by the system, uh, it would require a human to come into the loop. I see. And um, the, the white paper itself mentioned that the definition of exactly what is ethical varies from different cultures to different locations around the world. So how does AI go, go about solving that variability issue? Well, we are a global semiconductor company, so we, we uh, with our products, we need to keep in mind a global group of users. However, the research over that subject is not yet conclusive. What we see in the trolley problem that you mentioned is that there are some variations across uh, across cultures, but uh, the latest research has shown that uh, actually the classes in which the solutions fall, they are quite uniform over cultural uh, or throughout the cultural variations. So, um, what that tells us is that more or less 
as human beings, we share a common ground on what is what is ethical and what is not. Just in the very detailed uh, implications of these uh, assessments, there might be disagreement uh, across cultures. So basically, there is there is no doubt about what is right and and what is wrong. Um, but then again, you have different uh, rooms of legislation that you need to take into account and. All these, all these constraints uh, come into play when developing a system. We as a hardware and partly software provider for, for artificial intelligence must make sure that the system itself is capable of fulfilling these requirements. That is the very basic start for us, if that answers your Indeed. question. Indeed, it does, yes. If you're enjoying this podcast, take the time to check out the Cliff Notes podcast. They have guests that are long-standing figures in the manufacturing industry, how companies approach digital transformation, practical tips from the top engineer leaders, and the latest tech companies are using. Their latest episode focuses on the eight wastes in a lean business, and you can find them by searching Cliff Notes Podcast on any podcast directory or by going to cliffnotespodcast.com. It's, uh, the, the White Paper also mentioned that there are new policies and laws being introduced uh, around governance of AI, will that make the development of AI and machine learning solutions more challenging for companies like NXP? That depends on, because those, those rules and regulation, uh, they differ across the, the, the global markets, and we have uh, R&D in, in artificial intelligence, both in, uh, in Europe and in, uh, in the United States. So, of course, we need to take these, these regulations into account when using data and when developing systems. But it is true that we must make sure in these, uh, regu- when these regulations are made that the use of data for the benefit of, of human beings, for example, in, in medical applications or so, is allowed that this data uh, comes becomes available to companies that are researching in, in particular fields. And uh, while we, on the other hand, need to make sure that uh, ethical values are or that these, these systems are developed uh, in compliance with ethical values and the regulation, we also must make sure that the data is not too restricted to be used for the benefit uh, of the users. Okay. So it's a it's a two-edged sword, and there, it's very hard to give uh, an answer that, that covers the entire field. You would need to look at, at individual specific cases there. I see. Sure. And it also mentioned that companies are developing their own AI, ethical AI principles, citing companies like Huawei, IBM, Google, etc. Are these companies developing these principles uh, in collaboration with, with one another or are they, are they very varied and disparate? And, and if so, if they, you know, if, they, if they are very varied, is that going to create further challenges down the line? So there are certain platforms where the development of, of uh, ethical code uh, is being shared and collabor- collaboratively driven by companies. The Charter of Trust, which is also mentioned uh, in the paper, is one of them. Um, but there are certain uh, government-initiated forums where these things are being discussed. There is a huge uh, initiative, uh, mainly of companies in the United States. Uh, but all in all, I think all these companies that are developing ethical codes um, or, or uh, code of conduct, they are uh, orienting themselves on those 
um, universal human values that I mentioned in the beginning. So um, if we look at, at companies in the U.S., they often have surveys among their employees to identify the most uh, pressing issues and also surveys um, among their clients and customers and users. And usually these surveys come to very similar results. So what we see in the industry landscape is that uh, all those ethical codes are, are not very different from each other. However, one must say the way they are implemented, I think that is what, what differentiates them. I can't speak for the other companies, but we as NXP, we have chosen to actually commit ourselves to these principles. And I think that's that's a big difference um, when you look uh, into the semiconductor company landscape or into the industry here, you will find very few companies that actually issue a moral or an ethical framework and that commit to them. Usually these frameworks are meant as a as a guidance for policymakers or as a recommendation to customers, but what you rarely see is that they actually commit uh, to these principles themselves. That, that is just a, my personal opinion, but from uh, from the uh, frameworks that we looked at, uh, this is a tool for the majority of these. I see. Okay. And um, the white paper also mentions that the EU high-level expert group has also published an assessment list to to aid companies in their uh, AI policies and processes. Could you perhaps tell tell us a little bit more about that assessment list and what sort of parameters are on that? The high-level expert working group, um, they have issued a draft on an ethical framework, uh, I think a year or two years ago, and that went um, into a commenting, commenting period for all the, in, uh, the main industry bodies uh, across uh, the European member states. And at the end of this process, uh, all the input was consolidated, and, and what we see now, this assessment list, is basically uh, a consolidation of this uh, survey and assessment and this, this uh, commenting period. So the basic parameters that uh, this assessment list is following is not very different from our ethical principles. It turns around human agency and oversight so that uh, the human factor remains in control of an artificially intelligent system. It focuses very much on technical robustness and safety, which is also our understanding that you need to have uh, a very solid foundation, technical foundation, if you want your systems uh, to follow moral values. You really need to make sure the integrity of these systems first. They are, of course, or they have, of course, privacy and, and data governance as, as one uh, big focus point. Transparency is important to them. Diversity, non-discrimination and fairness, so the, the, the bias topic prevention of bias. And there is a component to it about environmental and, and societal well-being. And uh, I think the last one is accountability, so that you, if you deploy a system, uh, you must make sure that there actually is an existent being accountable for the actions of that system. I see. And in a nutshell, the principles of the assessment list of, of the ethics guidelines for trustworthy AI by the high-level committee. Okay, okay. And the white paper speaks a lot about the need for safety and privacy and the importance of uh, AI systems in regards to the resilience to any malicious attacks. Is that something that's going to be a growing issue moving forward as attack vectors are increased and 
methods of attack become greater and more sophisticated? Definitely, because because AI is is also in that field a two-sided coin. So you can use it to protect uh, systems by deploying systems for uh, malware detection or anomaly detection. Uh, but of course, you can also deploy AI to attack uh, systems. Uh, for example, uh, brute force attacks. Uh, um, you can use it for remote attacks. And I think there are already, or there is at least one scientific paper from a Dutch university where they have proven that uh, an AI-backed-up attack that is already known is much more effective and much faster than uh, without using uh, machine learning as a as a support tool of that attack. So we will see, we will definitely see an increase in, in AI-mounted attacks, and that is why uh, the defense uh, against the resilience against these sort of attacks must must be integrated in the in the cybersecurity measures when these systems uh, are being designed. Okay, I see. And looking ahead at the future, you know, off the back of the research that you guys have done for the for the white paper, how do you see the ethics of AI evolving as we move forward? That's a good question. If I would know, I could bet on it. But uh, I think we, what we did now here at NXP is that we started to create an awareness with the design teams, the engineers, and the entire employees uh, for the matter. So one thing that we will be able to achieve moving forward is that the, the nature of the problem is well understood and uh, countermeasures can be developed. Uh, for example, we have uh, a very successful track record of NXP's product security incident response team. This is a, a task force of specialists addressing known vulnerabilities and uh, working with our customers to mitigate these. And based or, or building up on, on tools like this and on, on expertise in this field, I think uh, we now have with this framework the ability to tackle ethical issues around article, artificial intelligence much faster and, and much closer collaboration with our customers than, than previously. And that is, I think, uh, the big win here. If we look into the industry landscape, I think it does indeed uh, get much more attention than in the past. So I'm, I'm positive that ethical values will be reflected in the design uh, of artificially intelligent systems more and more moving forward. I think that a good prognosis to make. Okay, okay. And in terms of NXP's AI ethics initiative and the, and the white paper, in terms of the timing, what's been the driving factor as, as behind why um, NXP are particularly doing this this now? And um, how long has it been in the development process? Have you collaborated with any other partners or or customers in the research or anything like that? So uh, definitely we do uh, joint research with partners and with uh, scientific institutions. And the process, I mean, that's, I, that's why I told you why we have such a long track record in, in implementing trust in connectivity and also in, in chip solutions. I think it's a, a natural consequence of the way we look at the market and the business. Uh, it was just a matter of time until we implemented it. It took us about a year, I think to involve 
the entire engineering teams and all other stakeholders that have touch points with artificial intelligence, uh, including uh, our cryptography teams, our uh, security uh, evaluation and assessment teams, uh, to, to come up with that framework because in the end, uh, it's very easy to uh, claim a few moral requirements, but I think it's much more difficult to, to implement a system that the company is able to follow up with and that we are able to, to implement in our own processes. That's where we are right now. So uh, I would not say it's, it's a completed initiative, but we are now starting to uh, anchor these values into our own code of conduct, into our compliance uh, regulations and within the individual teams that are dealing with uh, product issues, vulnerabilities, and uh, technology development in the field. Well, thank you, Sven. That's all we have time for at the moment, but thank you very much for the insight. I'm sure it will generate a lot of interest amongst our listeners. So if anyone does have a question around the ethics of AI, then please get in touch or visit the podcast section of the Electronic Specifier website, where you will also be able to download the NXP white paper. But for now... A big thank you to Sven and goodbye to everyone. Thank you. Electronic Specifier.